Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia, made to travel. Broads, today's episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix, which is like having your own personal wardrobe stylist for whatever you need. Maybe you're looking for some new looks for a trip you have coming up, or maybe you need an entire closet overhaul. It doesn't matter because Stitch Fix will help you find all the best pieces that fit your personal style. So they just ask you a few questions. They ask you where you typically like to shop. They like you. They ask you how you like to dress what your budget is like, and then they will pick out pieces just for you. They have over 1,000 brands and styles in the inventory. You can even try your pieces at home before you decide to purchase and just send back the rest. Here's the thing, Broads. I recently tried Stitch Fix, and I wasn't 100% sure how it would go for me because when it comes to style, I can be pretty particular. Well, after going on their website and answering their thorough style questions And with the help of an amazing Stitch Fix stylist, I received a box full of clothes. I loved every single item in there, and that is the truth. Loving Stitch Fix. And right now, Stitch Fix is offering our listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash chatty. That's stitchfix.com slash chatty for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com slash chatty. Well, Broads, obviously, you know by the title of this episode that we are two happy campers. I am ear to ear. <laughs> to be I, here. We're here with Jessica Leonardo. <laughs> I get so excited, even when I recently went back and listened to our episode we recorded in December, or, or j- beginning of January, whatever, our 2022 episode. And I get so excited to hear what you're going to say, even if it's doom and gloom. You can even hear it in that episode. You're like, it's going to be horrible. And I'm like, but that's not bad, right? And you're like, it's going to be terrible. And I'm like, but I feel like there's a positive to that. And I, so I just love it. So I'm so excited to talk today. Oh, I'm so happy that you can stand my negativity. I love it. Okay, good. I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. I love a challenge. I'm thrilled to be here. This oh is my so goodness. exciting. I mean, I'm... Uh, I know I'm in very good company by saying I'm very sad by this ending, mm-hmm. but I'm also very excited for both of you about you. the beginnings that it is, you know, but it's like, you know, it's like we were talking about bitters. It's kind of like bittersweet, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. but luckily it has the sweet in it, too. Yeah. yeah, and bit, and also we were talking about guys. We were talking about uh, nettles and dandelion and bitters and bitter herbs before we started recording. But bitters can be go- really good for you too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good for you. We can't have sweet all the time. 
No, we can't. Although as I will do I my try. damnedest to try. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, as much as I try. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. And then, I mean, whatever. I was going to go off on a whole Herbie thing, but <laughs> we will focus okay. on the two of you. So, like, will you give me, like, your, your like, update and questions? Yes, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, we basically... Uh, and we went uh, on length at this on one of our recent episodes when we announced that we were going to be going separate ways and ending the podcast is that we kind of just came to a point where we both realized that there were different directions that we were desiring to go in. And we had both been feeling that in our spirit, um, even subconsciously. And then when we communicated with each other, we realized we were both feeling that way and came to the, the conclusion um, that, and we kept using just the metaphor of wanting to dock the ship and not burn it to the ground. Yeah. And so we just have this, this idea in our heads that we're like our relationship, especially since we started communicating about how we were feeling kind of coming to the end of this has never been better. Mm-hmm. And we wanted it to be in that space where we slowly wrap this up. We're so grateful for the audience and the relationship we've built through this podcast. And we wanted to honor that and keep it that way. And then also communicate with all of our, all of the broads, all of our listeners that it's like, Oh no, we're good. It's just time to go to the next chapter. And um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. So we're doing some of these like finale episodes with all of our favorites. And so with you, of course, being obviously one of our favorites and the listener favorites, we're like, we would love to chat about like, you know, our charts and kind of how we're feeling moving forward and, and all of that stuff. So I just have to jump in to say, okay, I, I mean, I like, I heard, I, you know, I heard the breakdown before Mm -hmm. and I pulled up both your charts and then I pulled up your relationship chart. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, I'm going to find drama. I'm going to find <laughs> problems. And the broads will be happy to know I didn't. Hmm. I, you, you, I mean, I just feel like it's not like I didn't believe the two of you. And also, I'm like, I'm glad to hear there's nothing going on that we didn't know about. Like, Great <laughs> to know there's I'm no secret. I'm not saying like a secret. Like no. one yeah. of you is just like, I have matches and, uh, you know, like no. whatever. And I'm ready to burn it down. The other one's like, let's close out this way. Like it mm-hmm. does really, um, it does look like it's like a natural, like transition within your relationship personally. Mm-hmm. And, but also it has nothing to do with your relationship at all. Mm-hmm. It has more to do. And I can like pull up your relationship chart if you, if you want to actually like see what I'm looking at, but like it has so much more to do with like, you came together to do the thing that you were meant to do. And then it started to lose energy. Like a balloon eventually starts mm-hmm. to lower until it sits on the ground. Like it, just because that's the natural evolution of a balloon, the lifespan of a balloon. And yeah. like, that just is what it looks like for the two of you. It doesn't look like this has come out of a problem. This mm-hmm. is just what it is. And if you weren't both being brave, um, you would probably like hold your breath and wait for it to pass. Or maybe you did for a little bit. Yeah, I think we did for um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, this was this wouldn't pass. And if you waited long enough, it would be really messy. So you're so congratulations. We and I just want to say, like, <laughs> it is it is a really big deal. I feel like in adult life 
to be able to say, I don't need for things to be terrible in order for me to make a change. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to wait, especially as women, like we don't need to wait until we're miserable to say, huh, this this isn't it anymore. Like mm-hmm. in all relationships, friendships, work relationships, love relationships, that's really hard to do. It's a lot easier to wait until there's problems, problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, when I look at your relationship chart, that is not what I'm seeing at all. Um, which I'm thrilled by. And I was surprised. I'd be a liar if I didn't tell you I wasn't surprised. I was surprised. <laughs> no, it, no, it's it's so funny that you say that because when we did our like announcement episode, we were both like, okay, we're going to communicate as transparently as we can. But we know that obviously people probably will be like, oh, there's there's going to be there's undercurrent that's not being discussed. And we try to be honest in the in the episode, too, where it's like, yeah, we would disagree. We have different opinions on things and we're human. Mm-hmm. But uh, just truly, honestly, it was like we're both in these places where we're looking for different things. Yeah. And it it's you know, there's this opportunity of like, OK, and just from a business perspective, there's an offer where you can move forward and it's going to be comfortable monetarily. And right. so it's scary to then be like, no, but we also really wanted to value our relationship and then, you know, be again, also honor our, our listeners, our relationship with our listeners. Like how you said that balloon was just fizzing out and it's like, okay, what are we going to do with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will say looking at your relationship chart and I can't remember if I've mentioned what a relationship chart is. I'm going to just say it really briefly yeah, because please. a lot of people, when they hear relationship chart, they think synastry. And what synastry is, is taking person A's birth chart and then putting person B's birth chart kind of above it. So you can see whose planet's fallen, who's per, which person's right. house. Right. That's not what I'm doing. I use something called composite charts, which is basically, it's the system of like, we take, because astrology is math, right? So we find the midpoint between your son, Becca, and your son, Jess, and then you come up with our son, like the son that is the Oh, two. interesting. Okay. Uh, oh, I didn't know all that. Midpoints. I know this is why I'm sharing because it's yeah. kind of crazy. <laughs> and it's like, it's people don't know about the system as much and it is more advanced. Like you have to be a little bit more of an advanced astrologer to use it. Because it's like your, it's your chart. It's like your your chart if you had a baby together. Not Correct. really, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah. the, the baby of your two charts combined. Right. right. It's okay. like, it's wow. like, this is why your best so friend would be your nightmare in business or like your you would have a great love relationship with someone, but would never be friends with them. You know what I mean? Like certain relations, each relationship has a life of its own. And Mm -hmm. so like you can be someone's enemy and someone's nemesis and somebody else's savior and bestie, Mm -hmm. because it depends on how, um, how we meet, like the energetics Mm -hmm. of how we meet. And so a composite chart, the chart I'm looking at for the two of you is literally the chart of where the two of you meet and the life that is your relationship, which Mm. is cool. Um, if you ask me, it's very cool. So, um, in your composite chart, I will say, you know, this relationship was meant to do exactly what it did. It brought, it was a major career shift for both of you. It was spiritual. It changed both of your spiritual lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and signified by this Neptune, Uranus, North node, Midheaven conjunction that your relationship has. And it was emotionally intense. And that emotional intensity has a lot to do with both the two of you, but also with what you've put into the world. You've Mm -hmm. got a broad squad. Like Mm -hmm. you've got like people who show up to like laugh and cry and fetch and like all the things in between. And that is the life of this relationship. And if this relationship chart 
exists between people who are not emotionally present, it gets real uncomfortable and then irritability can emerge. Interesting. So this is where, you know, again, I was like, okay, so seeing that, where's the drama? Well, I think we've encountered that in our relationship, you know, over the years. We've we've had to work through that and move through that and figure things out, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's, yeah. There's ego conflicts in your chart, for sure. There's like, I've got this big idea and I'm sure it's great. And the other one of you is like, except for that it's not. (laughs) And we should do it my way. Um, Oh my God. That resonates. (laughs) Yeah. We both feel pretty passionately about our ideas. That's you for do. sure. You yeah. know, I mean, and it's not something that I've picked uh, up on interacting with the two of you, but looking at your relationship chart, it's like exceptionally clear. You're both like <laughs> quick so with ideas, so not true. always quick with the follow through, but like always <laughs> quick with the ideas. And oh, there can God. be real like ego, like just irritation sure. around how one of you is like, yeah, we can go swimming. And the other one's like, or we can go hiking. <laughs> and then it's just like, you know, it's it's not like, they're radically different, except for the fact that they're radically different. And then, by the mm-hmm. way, we're sitting at the mall while we're talking about hiking and swimming, and we're not actually doing either one, right, you know? Then but that's it's like that. the idea yes. of doing the swimming, I don't yeah. like, even though yes. we're sitting at the mall right now, right? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> that's, I mean, um, you know, for better or for worse, whatever, It's that's exactly what the chart is. And, you know, and this is where, okay, so watch me do a thing. So one of the things you have in your relationship chart is a Saturn-Venus square. And it's, other than the thing I just spoke to, like the, the like difference in ideas and like execution, uh, the Saturn-Venus square is the only hard aspect between the two of you. So when we don't have a ton of hard aspects, it means when shit is challenging, it's especially challenging in that one way, but otherwise everything is like tra-la-la. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So the Saturn Venus square in a relationship chart can end up being a number of things. One of them is a dynamic where one person is plays the role of being controlling. And usually uh-huh. it's like it flip-flops. Um, but there can be a like, I want to expand, and the other person's like, practicality says that's not viable. <laughs> um and another thing is because you have an age gap, right? Like I'm not uh-huh. looking at your years yeah, right now, yeah, but yeah. you have an age gap. And we see the Saturn Venus square often where there's either a literal age gap or there's a dynamic of like the kind of more like and the more like boop, 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 boop. I hope that made sense. I'm yeah. <laughs> it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, and so it's interesting because Becca, you are in the lead up years towards your Saturn return. So you're stepping into more of your Saturnian self, whereas just you, you've been there. You're, you're a post Saturn return person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is not like in any way when I look at your relationship chart, why things are changing, but it is part of this larger dynamic in both of your lives around how you are adulting, for lack of a better uh-huh. way to say it, you know, mm-hmm. how you're adulting and understanding that this relationship was not at first, but currently, like in more recent times, in some way reiterating some sort of like childhood dynamic, some sort of like archetypal dynamic mm. for both of you. So if, you know, there was an, our, you know, uh, childhood dynamic of like, you know, my mom always told me to wear a pink hat. Um, it, it, you know, and that was like a 10. We're imagining mm-hmm. that was like a, a challenging thing. For the two of you, it was like a two, but it was still there. Mm. And so there's something that's happening where you're both, you've both changed so much 
just as people, that you need to play different roles in your intimate relationships. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that this Mm -hmm. is like a shift, this shift that I'm seeing with the two of you is just happening. So it's playing out in this relationship, but it's not exclusive to this relationship. And so again, this is where I just want to say that kudos to you both because nothing is forcing the two of you to make this change. There's nothing especially wrong. It's just, I can hear the TikTok. I can hear the time. I can hear the time. You know what I mean? It's like, it's time. And no one's like pulling you off the stage. But why would you wait for someone to pull you off the mm-hmm. stage when you can do it on your own for fucking sure. turn? Yeah. For sure. So good on you, you know? And again, for all the broads who were like, I hope they're not just saying that to make us feel better. No, no, you're telling the <laughs> truth. And uh, I feel like an asshole because I I didn't think it was true, but it is true. It is <laughs> no, true. It is I wouldn't have, I wouldn't believe it if I was a listener. I would have been like, the dirt. come on, let's they had a fight. They yeah. had a fight. Something yeah. went sideways, you know. And that and if you did have fights, that's not why this is ending, right? That's not that's not it. No. This is ending because it was ending, mm-hmm. and that's just like I feel like if we could do what the two of you are doing in more of our relationships, life would be a lot easier and better. Just I be think- like. Yeah. Yeah. I think we both feel so, I mean, I just feel, I said this, you know, on our episode, I was like, I just feel really excited because I'm just so proud of like what we've done and how we're closing it out together. And that makes me really happy to be like, oh my gosh, like there's, there's no bridges being burned. Mm -hmm. There's like, yes, yes. You know, I'm like, yes, we're, yes, we're doing this. Like, you know, you're doing this, I'm doing this. And like that, it feels really good. Like it's a, feels exciting Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. it's really really cool so i guess my question for you is like what do you want to know oh my goodness i mean i would guess that we're both just curious about the new stages that we're both entering to be honest like on on our own paths because i think that um you know jess and evan are creating a new endeavor pretty much immediately uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but kind of, you know, I don't know, but you don't still don't even know what's coming. Like both of us don't really know what, yeah, where we're headed. I think we're both probably, I mean, I was of course loved listening to your episode with the bros. So good. And <laughs> so great. You know, for was that. just like, yeah, love, loved listening. Um, and I think that both of our new paths will also involve, our partners in like different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think that we're both probably really curious about that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, broads, before diving deeper headfirst into this episode, nothing says fall and winter more to me than a nice home cooked meal. Okay. It makes the house smell amazing. It's a good way to spend time with loved ones and it's better than takeout for the third night in a row, honestly, but really a lot of us, and I say this deep from my soul, a lot of us just don't have the time, energy or desire to make elaborate meals every night of the week. That's why I love HelloFresh. They make eating well so easy. Yes. And if you're looking to keep your fridge stocked and get a little help in the kitchen, HelloFresh is the way to do it. When you sign up, you get to pick from over 35 new weekly recipes. Then HelloFresh sends you everything you need to make those recipes right to your door. You have pre-portioned and partially prepared ingredients. You save time because they do all that prep work for you. And you save money because you have to you don't have to go out and buy ingredients for every meal that you might only use once and the rest is going to sit and rot in your fridge. HelloFresh has everything you need and they're ready quickly. We're talking 20 to 25 minutes. Perfect for those nights when the kids are melting down. 
Or, you know, when you're just not feeling it. You're like, I want to have a home-cooked meal, but I don't want to spend like two hours of time right now. And HelloFresh is actually so much more than just meals now. So they really can be your partner in the kitchen for all times of day. From desserts to snacks to extra sides. They even have all the fixings for a charcuterie board, which is perfect for the holiday season. Don't worry, you can still tell people you made it yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Chatty65. When you use code Chatty65, you'll get 65% off plus free shipping. That is huge. HelloFresh.com slash Chatty65. Use code Chatty65 if you want to get 65% off plus free shipping on your order. So broads, I have a bit of a shoe obsession and I'm not ashamed to say it. Okay, I mean, come on, there are just so many good shoes out there. But no matter how many pairs of shoes I own, I constantly daily find myself reaching for my Rothy's. Rothy's are by far the most comfortable, classic, go with anything shoe I have yet to find. And if you haven't tried a pair yet, well, consider this your sign to check them out. There's a lot of reasons to love Rothy's, but my personal favorite reason is that All of their threads are crafted from recycled plastic water bottles that would otherwise end up in a landfill. And because of this design, Rothy's are 100% washable. You can wash any pair of Rothy's and they start to look a little bit loved. They come out looking like a whole new pair of shoes. They just outlast all my other shoes by honestly years because of this. And instead of buying a new pair, (coughs) bless me, all I have to do is throw them in the washing machine. I cannot tell you how many times I have had to wash my daughter's Rothy's because, you know, kids. But here's the thing, because you can wash them, it's so nice because they look like a brand new pair of shoes after. And let's talk about the comfort because, oh my goodness, from the second you take your Rothy's out of the box, it's like they were made for your feet. There is no break in at all. I was blown away by the comfort, truly. It's just comfort and style right from the first step. Get stylish shoes, versatile and durable enough to wear all the time with Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash chatty. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash chatty. $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash chatty. So who wants to go first? Becca, okay. you can go first. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on. I was going to feel you that up. too. And do you want me to share my chart with you or is it not that necessary? I don't care. You don't care. Okay. I respect you. Um, <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Mic check. Okay. Um, okay. So, Becca, here's the deal. You have so much going on astrologically. <laughs> like a lot. Like a lot. Yeah. Uh, so much. So, you mentioned something about your skin stuff. Is that right? Mm, yeah. No, my skin's like starting to flare up again, but like it's in a different way. Like I've struggled with skin issues like at as in adulthood, not ever in teenage puberty mm-hmm. years, in adulthood. Um, in the past, it was really linked to gut stuff with me. And mm-hmm. I was able to heal my skin so much through like fermented foods and like living foods and stuff like that. But I've been dealing with skin flare ups, but it's in a different way. Like before, it's like I would get like irritated and it, well, and I know sometimes because I still get it. If I eat sugar, I'll get like little bumps on my forehead and I'll get like itchy on my neck and like Mm -hmm. I really can't do processed sugar like uh, at all in my this point in life right now. But I've been getting like, you know, just like isolated stuff around my chin. And Mm -hmm. I told you before I had this like intuition that I like had to I don't know. I just kept thinking like about my liver. Yeah. And so I don't know why that was coming up. But yeah, yeah. I got a hell of things to say. Okay. Okay. So first of all, I 
in terms of your skin in general, you, okay. In terms of your skin in general, there are like a couple things that stand out. One is there is a tendency towards dryness. And the other yeah. one is there is a tendency towards dampness. And mm-hmm. I know these sound like contradicting things and they are, but also that yields weird skin stuff. Yeah. Right. And I do see that you have astrological things happening that would potentially dry your skin. Okay. Um, but that's not what I think is activated right now. What I think is activating you is you've got your moon. Um, oh, right. I'm not showing you. Sorry. I was like, I was going to show you on the chart. Um, <laughs> you've got your moon in Gemini and it's right on the cusp of the fifth house. And Neptune is forming a square to your moon. And this started in April of this year. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine you started to feel this somewhere between January and April, because sometimes we feel these things build up for about three mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Um, so did it start around then? I would say so. Okay. I so really started to notice it in like probably like June or July. Okay. I was like, what's happening? That here? makes sense. Yeah. So this transit will not be over until March 7th of 2024. Okay. So you have a while left. And it is when you say that you're having breakouts in your chin, that doesn't surprise me because that's where we tend to have hormonal presentation. Yep. And that moon in the fifth house is. It's your hormones. Uh-huh. So this is a hormonal issue. Uh-huh. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a hormonal problem. Mm-hmm. It may mean like, you know, if foods are something that are like you're really sensitive to. And of course, let me preface this. I am not a fucking sure, doctor. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. We know I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for those <laughs> listening at home, do not get your medical advice from an astrologer, yeah. no matter mm-hmm. how good she is. Right. Um, that said, um, Tofu, there's other things that are like, that can kind of like sure. exacerbate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, your hormones, you may need to be mindful of that. This is a long-term transit. And so it is wise to pay attention to your hormones. Do you have like a birth control that stops you from having a cycle? Um, no. Okay, Mm-mm. so you know what your cycle is. Yes, I do. And I and it's been very regular. And I, yeah, I actually did like a hormone blood panel too, because I was curious fine. about the skin. Everything's fine, yeah. Yeah. And I've been doing some herbs, which do seem to help a little bit because I've been having, of course, more PMS, like flare ups yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But um, Neptune, what it does is it triggers um, subtleties and nuance in the body. And the problem with this is you take all the tests and everyone's like, you're fine. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I guess nothing's my problem, except for objectively you're having problems. Right. And so this is where we turn to more like alternative medicine because allopathic medicines like can I hit you on the head with a hammer? You don't mm-hmm. need a hammer? Get out of my office, right? right? And so this is where I think like herbs and potentially like acupuncture would be your friend. Mm. But there's this, so there's a couple of things. One thing, and I, when I was looking at your chart, I was like, did I tell Grayston to be really careful? I told one of those dudes to be careful about babies, but my friends. Kind of both, but particularly Gray, yeah. So you're going to be real careful, like real careful. Pull-out method, neither of you. Neither of you, but especially okay. Becca, no pull-out method. This is a terrible fucking method. Listen, that is a method <coughs> for somebody who's not going through a transit that will trigger their hormones or somebody who's not especially fertile. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't want to blow your minds, but we're stepping into some darkening days when it comes to like access to healthcare and you do sure. not 
want, this is not a great time for getting yeah. pregnant in my view in general, mm-hmm. okay. just because it's hard to get access to medical care. It's good in California for now, but you know, we'll see how the midterms go. Um, that said, I would definitely encourage you to be very careful. Okay. Um, I would also say, mm. do you, do you eat dairy? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, Neptune is not so, great so sorry. with, I know, I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> Neptune's not great with dairy usually. It's funny because um, I've, uh, I hate that you're saying that because I've been thinking about it lately and in the back of my head, just like, well, the liver thing was pretty like, I don't know, coming in clear, but in the back of my head, I was like, I think you need to like cut the di- curb the dairy a little bit was oh, what no. I was getting. And I'm, yeah, no, this is what I recommend because I've, you know, I've not struggled off. with it. Yeah. I, I was gonna say, I've not struggled it in the, in the past, but I do feel like right now yeah. you know, the body changes and I do feel like right now I need to, yeah. I need to cut back a little bit. I would say take 45 days, a hundred percent off. Just okay. like cleanse yourself from it. And if you see, you know, it would be ideal to do 60 days because then you'd have two cycles. Um, but whatever you can pull off, right? Yeah. Then you'll have evidence. You'll be like, everything is equally bad. Eat all the cheese. And then if everything okay. improves, then stay off the dairy. We'll try right? that, yeah. like it just becomes that clear. But the thing about Neptune transits is that when we're going through Neptune transits, in particular to personal planets, um, which I'm specifying because you're going to be going through some Neptune transits, Jess, and I'm not going to say the same thing to you. Um, okay. Often what will happen is we'll develop these sensitivities psychologically or physiologically, and they weren't there before the transit and they're not there after. Uh Right. So, Mm. you know, the reason why is because it teaches us boundaries. And this is a time where it is wise to be conscientious about what you put in your system. Mm -hmm. Um, But the skin thing is not. Okay. So I guess there's one other thing I'll say about the skin, which is that. Like I said, you're building up to your Saturn return. I think I wrote down when it's actually going to happen. Uh, not until early 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you've got like a year plus of it before it happens. But the 12 months leading up to your Saturn return are really intense. <laughs> and because of your Saturn placement, it's in the first house in Pisces intercepted. Um, it It's like a really big deal about identity and sense of self and mm-hmm. Oftentimes, when we're having identity and sense of self issues with that are related to Saturn, we end up getting zitty. Mm-hmm. And they're not like subtle little dots that foundation can get rid of. It's zitty. And it's because it fucks with your identity, <laughs> because it feels mm. bad. And Saturn wants us to not over identify with the external, but instead to find the strength within. Super nice. Just what I was ranting about this morning on my Instagram. Actually, it's good timing. I was on Instagram. Yes. And I was just being like, I was having a total uh, triple air sign moment where I was just like, you know, I was ranting on Instagram. I was just like, this is okay. I was the, I saw this reel this morning that was basically like, um, we have to like reframe our, our relationship to the earth. Like instead of like seeing ourselves as parasites of the earth, we have to remember that we've become disconnected from it. And like, as soon as we remember like that, our place is to be connected and like that, that can heal so much basically is that my summary. And I was just thinking about like recently I've been in spaces that um, I've been doing like a lot of natural building stuff. And I've just been like spending a lot more time like outside and in different communities and I was like, wow, thinking about how 
in certain communities or circles when when I'm with them, you know, my kids will be like running around, their hair will be like totally like not brushed and they'll be covered in dirt. And the people around me in those circles are like, isn't that so amazing? Like, look at them, you know, and I'll look around at those people in these certain environments and certain communities and I will be dirty and, you know, like, you know, whatever, my belly will be hanging out and I'm not wearing any makeup and my hair's all oily and whatever. But I don't like I feel it like, totally accepted. And I was just thinking about like how in our in, in spaces of consumerism in particular, when I'm even just going on Instagram, Instagram or even going on the podcast, like. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're doing ads and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel this pressure to, like, look so good. And I was just kind of ranting this morning being like, but like all these things, even having like dirt under fingernails, like oil, oily hair, like those are signs of being alive. Yeah. And like, that's mm-hmm. great. Like, shouldn't we be so appreciative that like we're alive? And yeah. like, shouldn't we see that aliveness basically in each other? And like, I'm I'm like, we're faking it. Like, I'm faking it. My that my skin is not breaking out. I'm like fake, you know, I'm like putting on anyway. So that was my rant this morning. So that kind of is in line. It, with it's that. exactly in line with what I'm talking about. And mm, I powerful. could speak for three hours easy on the commodification of our individuality and of our selves and how dangerous it is and how far out of hand it's already gotten but that would be a digression uh (laughs) staying with you here i will say this has a lot to do with your saturn return and and you're in this build-up place uh towards your saturn return and i will say because you were raised within religion as well eh? Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so something that i imagine is going to come up for you and i'm going to say continue to come up for you because i'm guessing it's already been coming up is looking for how you can find community that is not cult-like that doesn't demand that you let go of your individuality in order to be there you said this in january or end of december because i was listening to it recently yeah mm -hmm. you said that when you're looking at my chart and um and and, so present and i've really been thinking about it a lot and i've also been really finding that i'm like getting diving in so deep into like permaculture and like just I don't know and I'm finding yeah this sense of like community and shared beliefs and shared goals and shared values in a space that does feel much more like I can be my individual self and like bring all of myself to the table in a unique way Mm. this is this is really like I don't know what your intention or your plan is or if you even have a clear one with your partner um with your husband around your career But I'm not sure that you need a partner moving forward in career. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I don't really want one. No, I don't think it's your move. I don't think it's your move. I think it's like there's what you do in your personal life and in your community life. And then there's what you do creatively, professionally. And I kind of think it's like you're ready to be. What is that song on my own? Uh, yeah, on your own. You know what I mean? I would have sang it. I wanted to sing it, but it would be embarrassing. So I throw me off my game. <laughs> yeah, like I would have um, joined. <laughs> okay, but you, you heard it in your head. Oh, yeah. You know that song? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the time for you to really like figure out how to take up space in a way that's authentic to you in public. Mm. And I think in some ways that's about sharing a lot less of you. And in other ways, it's sharing a lot more of you. Yeah. It's about knowing yourself well enough and feeling like self-assured enough to be able to say, I'm going to delineate what For sure. what's public consumption and what's not. Yeah. And I think, you know, because it's a sudden return, it's messy. And that's as it's meant to be. Um, but it's the right 
it's the right thing. It's the right thing. And within all of this, you know, when your health slows you down, and I would not say zits are a health problem that sure. slows a person's down, but like when your health slows you down. I mean, it has in my sense of identity in the past. You know, when, right. I, when I had like horrible breakouts all over my face, it was like, I don't, I don't want to go out in public. I don't want to be in community mm-hmm. with other people. I, I don't want to be seen by others right now because mm-hmm. I don't feel like myself. Because my sense of self and identity has, as, as most of it is, as it is for most of us, is tied up in how I look and how I feel mm-hmm. that people perceive me. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely has been something that's held me back before in a very real, tangible way. So, let me just say to that, um, if I were queen of the world, I would set a goal for you to have that shift. Because yeah. you came into a public life so young that the pressure from huge corporations to look a certain way all the time um, is, I mean, you've just lived with it in a way that like not everybody does. And um, the truth of the matter, if you're hiding yourself from the world because of imperfections in your appearance or even looking straight up ugly, like I, I think we have such a negative association. Uh-huh. Ugly. ugly is just ugly. All to right. me, ugly is just ugly. Pretty is just pretty. Pretty don't mean shit. And ugly doesn't mean shit as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Some people find that offensive. Yeah. Um, I personally don't. Um, and, you know, I think it's fine to look in the mirror sometimes and be like, I look ugly. And other times <laughs> be like, ugly, I'm hot yeah. as hell. Right, and other right. times be like, just sweet cute. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. And you're the same person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the key is to remember that regardless of what is aesthetically presenting, you are the same person and you have mm-hmm. so much to offer. And how much time and energy do you waste placing more value on what people can see than what you actually are. Like, what would you hold yourself back from if you didn't look a way that you think you're supposed to? It's not even Mm -hmm. the way you want to. Mm -hmm. It's the way you think you're supposed to. And I think this is a big part of your personal Saturn return because it's in the first house in Pisces, in Intercept. It's, it gives you this really strong feeling that you were raised with that you are supposed to take care of others in the way you present yourself and making people feel comfortable with the way you look is your job instead Mm of it is everybody else's fucking problem. If they have a hard time looking at something on you or have a judgment towards you. Yeah. That is a hard thing to Mm. believe for most people, especially women uh, and femmes, but, but it's true. And I think it's something I've already sort of like covered the first half of it for myself in terms of like body hair. And in terms of even when my skin was like, quite like before I was even on The Bachelor it was really wild and I remember like I started taking the step out to like I was like fuck it I'm gonna go to parties with no makeup on like whatever if somebody doesn't want to talk to me because of the way my skin looks like that's on them whatever but yeah. actually like the second layer of it now that I'm sort of uncovering um, has to do also a lot with like um, appearance even in dressing like so if I'm in this circle let's say like a you know a permaculture circle mm-hmm. I you know, shouldn't be wearing, you know, my Nike emblazered sweater and makeup, right? right? And my hair done up. Cause like that doesn't fit. That's like actually the one Mm -hmm. I'm now uncovering, which is like how I feel like I need to present myself to Mm -hmm. feel like I'm a part of like whatever circle it is that I'm joining. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether it be like an influencer brunch hour at some rooftop thing or whether it be some like workshop in the mud in Colorado. Right. Like I feel this pressure to feel like I'm, slotted incorrectly in the way that I'm presenting myself. And that's kind of the next layer I feel like I've been unpacking. It's huge. It's like, 
And I think it's it's something to a certain extent every woman goes through, but it's very strong in your chart. Mm -hmm. This idea that it is my responsibility to fit into the group. It is my responsibility to look like I fit into the group. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if it makes me miserable. doesn't matter if it takes energy away from me being present. It doesn't matter if it makes me unhappy or if it's inauthentic. I have to shape myself in a way that pleases others. And that is... Um, Honestly, why postmenopausal women are dangerous to society? Because <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, and and I think that you know you're 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 like pointed in the right direction. You're doing the right thing, and and that will some hours or some days feel shitty, and some hours and some days feel liberating, mm -hmm. and everything in between. And you know you're going to go through a transit. It's called Saturn conjunction to the ascendant. It happens once every 29 years. So it's going to be your first time going through it um, as a human person. Mm -hmm. And it starts February 19th through March 16th of 2023. And then uh -huh. it'll come back in October 12th through November 27th of next year of 2023. Okay. So this Saturn transit, Saturn conjunct the ascendant is a lot to do with you embodying all the work you've been doing on yourself and a lot of people when they go through this transit have skin issues mm -hmm. a lot of people when they go through this transit feel like oh i don't like the way i look oh or like oh i'm looking old or oh i'm not fitting in and it's not because those things are materially true although when you're older sometimes they are materially mm -hmm. true it's because uh there is a way that we become hypervigilant about the way we look instead of the way we are. And it's a mismanagement of our energies. And so, you know, this larger theme is going to continue to play itself out for you. And it's a really powerful opportunity. Again, sometimes it's going to feel like a pain in your ass, but it's a really powerful opportunity because it's going to prepare you for your Saturn return. And it's going to prepare you for entering into the level of embodiment of yourself that you know you can hit and you've hit here and there, but you're like going to hit it. You know what I mean? Hit it and stay with it. And again, this is part of why the, the, the pod is transitioning mm -hmm. because it would be hard for you to do this without doing it against or in reaction to mm -hmm. uh, a lot of close people. And I, after looking at your husband's chart, he's so much Aquarius in his fucking chart that he can let you be and do your uh -huh. thing. So uh -huh. like, you know, this makes it viable for you to not have to like burn things to the ground with him. Because if you say I am changing, he's like, okay, I understand change. What are we doing? And if he did anything else, you may need to, you know, like yeah. show him, show him who's boss. But luckily I don't think you really have to for the most part. Um, so that's nice. And the other thing that I wanted to tell you is that next year, 2023, and I didn't write down the exact date, I can tell you, but I don't think it matters. I think I just want you to be like open to it. So it'll be before the summer. Um, you're going to have a really lovely shift with your career. You're mm -hmm. going to get an opportunity or have some sort of vision for what you want. And spoiler alert, Jess, you're going to have the same thing happen. Just coincidentally, this is, this is really cool. Like when I saw that, and again, I was being a Snoopy new, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, <laughs> come on, what's going on? And I was just like, oh my God, this is so good for the two of you. It's mm -hmm. like exactly the right thing. Um, 
And if you had stayed together, I think these opportunities that I see probably coming wouldn't have been the same opportunity for the two of you. And that would have mm. been then like a yeah. stickier thing to pull apart. Yeah. Anyways, I do see, I do see something really lovely happening. So you don't need to force anything. You don't need to rush anything. You do need to continue to honor this like very spiritual, deep, personal transformation you're in. And when your body does funky things, when you're like, I don't know why I'm like so tired all the time. I know mm -hmm. there's no reason or my skin's being weird or my cycle's shifting or whatever it is. You can just make a practice of listening to your body instead of seeking the answer first. First, uh -huh. listen to your body, then seek the answer because learning how to find answers inside of yourself is a big shift for you. Not being like, I deserve to find answers for myself because mm -hmm. you've always had that, mm -hmm. but like actually trusting yourself mm -hmm. and doing that, that relationship building with yourself. That's where you're at. That's where things are going. And, and again, like the, the most concerning thing for me is unplanned pregnancy. That is my <laughs> most, that is my <laughs> deepest concern okay. because Neptune square, the moon in the fifth house I have very rarely encountered anyone who goes through this transit who fucks cis men. Can I say fuck cis men in mm -hmm. on your oh, yeah. podcast? Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> say it again. Fuck cis men. Um, and who uses condoms. Like very rarely have I seen that trifecta. Um, and it's because the issues of boundaries, like latex is literally a boundary. And what's often happening is we're not in our boundaries because we're in our feels during this transit. And then you have to deal with the consequences. So again, pew, pew, pew. Uh, you know, I would either snip, bag, something, uh -huh. something. IUD uh -huh. something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That's my, that's my advice. And again, not a doctor, but that's not good. Not bad advice, I can assure you. I have two things. Yeah, one, what you were saying with gray, though, it, it aligns because like, Something that I've always said about him, but I've really been feeling even more strongly lately is like what I appreciate in our relationship is I feel like anything's possible with him. Like in the sense that like I can we, we can each of us bring something to the table and be like, I want to do this. And like if it aligns with where we're at and work and all that stuff, it's like, why the fuck not? You know, like, yeah. let's go. Let's go for it. Let's do it. And so that has just been like I've been really in awe of that because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I know I could not just like explore things I want to explore right now with another kind of person. Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm like, great. What if we try to collect some, create like a rainwater collection system on top of the house. And he's like, okay, how would we do that? All right, let's go in the backyard and look, you know what I mean? That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I'm like, what if we, what if we had a goat? And he's like, okay, well, where would we, you know, it's like nothing's like off limits in terms of like what we can throw out at each other. And that's something I've really like appreciated in this transition phase of life right now. Um, is that he's just like down a roll with it, which is really cool. Um, one very particular thing that I am curious about is we've always in the vein of motherhood is I've definitely always wanted to foster and I volunteer with like a foster care affiliated program right now. And um, it's something that I am really passionate about and I'd really love at some point to like foster and, you know, have host be hosting children like in our home at some point yeah. and <clears throat> that's, that's something that's i feel is very like timing you know you got it's gotta be the right timing it's gotta be the right time yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know i'm just curious if you see anything in the chart that like i mean i'm not yeah. feeling like oh let's go for it right now but i just sort of want to know like 
and mm-hmm. nothing can be known for sure. But I just like want to know like where and when that fits in my life because I don't yeah. want it to be something that just like passes by. Yeah. It's like something I really want to do. So I have <coughs> two layers of answers to that. One is you have a number of indicators that that you would have the desire to foster and that you would follow through. So mm. that's, a, that's a yes. I am like, have, I'm not good at remembering charts that I'm not looking at. I do sure. not recall thinking that Gray had that. Um, and it's parenting, co-parenting is such a big deal that that would be a really, you know, important detail. The other mm-hmm. thing is you already have one or two kids. Two. Two. When they're getting ready to leave high school, um, you're still going to be very young. And that might be the time you choose uh-huh, to do it. Right, right. I think that might be a time when Gray's more open to it as well. Um, so, you know, those are things to play with. It's I'm not giving you like a hard prediction. Yeah. You have too many variables, but... Um, I just, I will say now that I'm looking psychically, I just keep on seeing this white house. Are you building a house, a big white house? No, but maybe one day. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Are are you like, are you getting into like eco homes or passive homes or something? Is that, that's your thing right now? Constantly. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Obsessed. Okay. I, I've gone to like three, like in the past six months, I've gone to a nine day cob workshop in Oregon. I went to a six-day plastering workshop in Mendocino and this weekend we're going to like a yeah a, a, like super adobe commune in, Mo- I am in the Mojave. obsessed with the Cobb house yeah. I'm obsessed with the Cobb house I am obsessed uh-huh. with the Cobb house it is there's some yep. issues with it though you know with this you know the, the very few <laughs> <laughs> listen Becca's like don't listen, slander if, if I have if you're gonna offer me a Cobb house I will not say no but you know it's just like it cracks and the you know there's like it, you have to take care of a cob house don't even get me started <laughs> okay 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 so i will say when i'm seeing this white house it could be cob and it could be adobe it's like it's got that yeah, yeah. smooth like thing well that could be the lime houses. plaster we're doing a lime plaster finish probably you know for the for the invite for the weather to weather the okay yeah, right, that is you know. actually what i'm seeing so i don't know if i don't know if i'm just picking up on your your fixation because mm-hmm. um, you're clearly fixed and I respect that or <laughs> if I'm actually seeing this is like where you're going and what you're gonna do is like mm. it's it could be just like building a house for yourself but it's not that simple so it's not that simple you don't like to do things small eh? so um so I just want to like say like I see it and it's like, it's a moving target still. It's not like a grounded uh-huh. vision, um, but I see it. And it would be, I would say probably close to impossible to do exactly what you're feeling called to with that and to foster at the same time mm-hmm. with all yeah. that. Yeah, 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 I feel that. Um, so, you know, that's just, it's just like a, a timing thing. Um, okay, yeah, I feel that. And I, I don't yeah. feel like the timing is any time in the near future, but that's sort of where I, like I said, I had that thing of like, well, am I ever going to do this? Because I could really want to do this, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Am I just going to keep putting it off forever? You got, you got so much time. So much time. So I'm just looking at time and we should probably... Yep, 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 yep. Yes. Yep. Unless yep. you have another question, back then. My last question, I guess just advice on how to be in a community with Gray, who do have these minds that are like really overactive, really ruminative, really... I don't know if that's a word. Really, yeah. um, you know, can overactive in a particular type of anxious way. 
where sometimes I just want to shake by the shoulders and be like, stop. Like, stop it. That's a great question. Here's the answer. Don't do that. Um, (laughs) You have a sun Mars opposition. So you're like, I'm always going to tell you how to do it. You're doing it wrong. Um, And all that's going to give them is a reason to dig in their heels. So the most efficient way to get them to stop is to say, I love you. We're in a different mood right now. I'm going to go over here. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we're in a different mood right now. So I'm going to have fun. And you don't have to have fun. You can be wherever you're at. And if you mm-hmm. need me, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, let them be kind of what to you seems like stick in the mud. Mm-hmm. And leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in the same mood as someone you love. Mm-hmm. You don't have to track how they're feeling. Because that makes you really irritable or shut down. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be irritable and shut down when you're in community and you're mm-hmm. like there for fun or whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Don't take it uh, personally. You know, just be like, do you need, do you need what? What do you need? And just let them have it because they will find a way to come out of it. But if right. you try to take them out of it, they will dig in their heels. You all have fixed sign energy and that's what fixed sign energy does. It's like, do you want to tell me what to do? Fascinating. Mm-hmm. I will do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just why you don't, try to force a fixed sign person to do a thing. And you you are also a fixed sign person. So you know, if somebody tries to tell you to just like sit down and not be so active, it's just not the move. So yeah, that is your answer, my friend. Okay. Got it. Okay, Broads, one more quick pause. So we know this to be true. It's not often that everyone can agree on something. In fact, I would dare say it's almost never, especially when it comes to condiments of all things. It's true. Some people love ketchup. Other people are mustard people. No matter who you are, though, everyone loves truff. And I do mean everyone. Honestly, I have not met a single person who has tried truff that does not rave about it afterward. Oh, my gosh. So if you haven't heard about truff, I'm shocked because they started out as a hot sauce that broke the internet and they have since expanded into a ton of other categories but let's talk about their og products their truff hot sauce so bomb you can add it to literally any dish it instantly elevates the taste and the and the experience and like all of truff's products is infused with 100 percent real black winter truffle and white truffle no synthetic or artificial flavoring and the flavor because of it is fantastic And like Becca said, Truff is so much more than just hot sauce now. Their family of products include so many pantry staples, like pasta sauces, mayonnaise, truffle oil, and their newest product, truffle salt. Oh my god. If you want to try everything, grab their starter pack, or you can grab one of their gift sets. No one said you couldn't gift them to yourself after all. But speaking of gift sets, okay, Truff has been one of my go-to favorite gifts to give family and friends because every time I give it to whoever I give it to, they love it and they thank me immensely, okay? So I'll be continuing to give Truff out as holiday presents and gift Truff to myself. Uh, Truff is loved by so many people. It was actually just announced for 2022's Oprah's Favorite Things list, which makes it their fourth time on the list. I mean, that speaks for itself. This stuff is so good, broads. Not only that, but it is the number one best-selling sauce on Amazon and at Whole Foods. You have to give it a try. You can get 15% off site-wide with promo code CHATTY at truff.com. That's 15% off everything at truff. T-R-U-F-F, like truffle. T-R-U-F-F, truff. Truff.com. 
promo code chatty truff.com promo code chatty also like their packaging is incredible it actually makes a wonderful gift i was shocked at how luxurious everything looked so the people in your life will love it if you get them truff now miss jess yeah uh, so okay 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 now tell me brown me is there anything particular you want to know i mean i got i got notes but you know well, I mean, starting off similar to like what Becca was saying, where, you know, Evan and I are uh, going to be starting a podcast together here, like pretty, pretty soon after Chatty Broad's wraps. So we're pursuing something together as a pair. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious about kind of like what, you know, your thoughts moving forward with that. Do you have a plan about chart. it? Like, do yes. you have a plan about what the show is? Yes, we do. We do. Are you are you talking about it yet in public? Like, you, oh yeah, yeah. So give me a couple words. Yeah. So we are going to be kind of um, you know, again, obviously we've been married, been together for like 15, 16 years at this point. So we want to talk, continue to talk like reality TV and those types of things from the perspective of us being kind of like old married couple. Um, talk about relationship advice, have interviews with other people in relationships, focus on the relationship end. And talk, uh, you know, pop culture, reality TV, and, all that and relationship stuff. stuff. So you'll mm-hmm. share your relationship on the pod. Yeah. Okay. To a certain extent. Okay. That's what <laughs> I wanted to hear you tell me. Um, so uh, uh, I'm going to give you one word of warning about it. Yes. There are things that are very private to you that you might not realize are very private to you until you've said them on air. And people have responded or reacted. So you are going to start. <laughs> <laughs> felt <Okay>. that before. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So in April and May, you're going to start going through two Neptune transits. So one okay. in April, one in May. And they both last two years. So Ooh. it's spring of 2023 through spring of 2025. Okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Both she and Evan or who no, are you saying? Just, just you. Just Jess. Just okay. Jeff. Okay. I'm not okay. looking at Evan right now. Okay. Maybe I, Evan okay. Is. I, thought you, I thought you said something about both. That's how I got well, confused. Okay. Got it. Two transits. That's what I was happening at the same time. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they can very much kick up like vulnerability hangovers, like anxiety. Mm, okay. And so <laughs> I would great. encourage you to be no, very not more. slow. Yeah. Okay. I would encourage you to be very slow with how much you like publicly share of your personal uh, relationship stuff. So you might make the decision that you'll talk about anything, like maybe you and Evan discuss this and you talk about anything that happened nine months ago or further in the past, Mm -hmm. but nothing that has happened in the recent nine months Mm -hmm. because you don't yet know how it landed. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I mean, you've been together 15 years, you know what I'm saying, right? Yes, a Um, thousand percent. So maybe that's like a a decision you make and you can even say it on the podcast. Like, you know, Mm. we, to protect our relationship and the ups and downs of our mental health, you know, this is the goal we're making. We're not going to talk about stuff that's active in our relationship Mm -hmm. within 12 months, but anything Mm -hmm. that was, you know, 13 months ago or longer, fair game. And then the two of you can kind of do that and you're editing your own show. So you can figure that out. Right. 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 That might be something that will help you because the transits you're going through, they're called Neptune square Uranus and Neptune square Saturn can kick up a sense of anxiety 
because you start to become confronted with what you do and don't know about yourself, Mm. spiritually and psychologically. And you will need your your relationship with Evan to be a safe space Mm -hmm. as it has always been. Mm -hmm. And it's like what Beck and I were just talking about, about like kind of like commodifying or like publicizing your personal life. Right. It's like everywhere you look, people will tell you that's what people want. That's what people want. We want to know about the people we're fans of. And it's true, obviously. And also it is not the only way to let people get to know you or your relationship. Like Mm -hmm. discussing with Evan on a podcast, how you were going to talk about this thing and you were really comfortable talking about it, but he felt like a little more protective of it. So you're not going to talk about it, but you will talk about the discussion you had about whether or not to talk about it. That's modeling boundaries. That's talking Mm -hmm. about relationships without sharing the detail of your relationship. Yes. And that will work for you. Okay. 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 Um, This is like, this is all good to hear because Beck and I had talked about this a lot. I was like, I've been off social media a lot recently and not posting because I've been feeling very protective of like some personal things in my life. And so you saying that when Evan and I were talking about starting this podcast, which is why a big thought was like sticking with reality TV and kind of our observation from others from our past. Yep. um, But not the current necessarily like grindings that are happening day to day and wanting to keep that to uh, our personal selves. You know, 11 months old, you're never going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if one of you feels that you have to, or that you should, that you discuss how to talk about it in advance, I I think you should keep Mm. shit private. Okay. Um, You have been going through a really hard time and um, yeah, it's, it's like through the spring, you know, I mean, then, then in the spring, these transits begin, you've got stuff going on and it's a lot of it is growing pains. It's like, not necessarily new things, but it's like, oh shit, you actually have to follow through with what you know. Nah. You know, it's like yeah. adulting shit. Um, how old are you? I know I'm looking at your year, but I can't do math when I'm being intuitive. Uh, 34 now. Oh, okay, Lord. so you just <laughs> came out of your Christ year. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So within that, I will say, um, I will just say as an astrologer and also as an older person, 34 is a complicated year because you will be telling yourself, oh, I'm old now. Oh, I'm in my mid thirties now. And yet you're barely, barely old enough to think about your adult experiences and not include your late teens. Like Mm -hmm. you're barely old enough for that. Mm -hmm. So you're still very young, but it's a very confusing time in some ways because on the one hand, you are knowing yourself better than you've ever known yourself. 35 is like really good for that. 34 is not exactly there yet, but like you're at this point, but it's like figuring out how to embody and apply it. It's just a whole new thing. You know, the 20s are all about being like, oh, I know myself. And then you hit your Saturn return. You're like, shit, maybe I don't. And it's like you, and then the thirties, it's like you actually put things into practice and it's messy in that way, but it's also so much more grounded. And after the age of 33, from my perspective as an astrologer, also an older person, but I think it's mainly as an astrologer. um, After 33, you really start to feel your thirties. Like you Mm -hmm. really start to feel your thirties because that Christ year at 33 is just, it's part of your Saturn return, which begins at the end of your 20s. So it's like this whole system, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So within this, I will say, 
you're feeling like a lot of heavy emotions and I'm glad for you that you're pulling back from social a little bit. Yeah. It's wise. And do you want to do TV? I've thought about it before. Mm -hmm. It's something that I've kind of always thrown around. I think that's probably why I talk about reality TV because I enjoy that space for sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible that an opportunity would emerge for you in that industry. I mean, you're in fucking LA and you have podcasts and all the things, right? But Mm -hmm. like, I do think that something could like this podcast that you're building with Evan could be uh, something that transitions into like whatever, digital streaming, TV, whatevs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's in your best interest though. I'll say that directly. And it's not because I think it's in your, it's not in your best interest. I'm not being subtle or coy. Right. But I am saying for a meaningful part of your personality, it's such a good idea and you should fucking do it if you get the chance. And then for another meaningful part of your personality, it's a fucking terrible idea. You don't need to be more in the public eye than you are (laughs) and to be more like identifiable in the world than you are and all of those things. It's like they're both true. Yeah, I feel I feel that a lot just like kind of day to day where I'm like, I love like these spaces so much. But then I also am. And I think a lot of it has to do too, like what you're saying, it's been a really heavy time recently for me. Um, There's just been a lot like personally going on that has been hard. Um, And so there's this weird then other side where it's like, Oh, but I want to keep everything so private as I like process through. Yeah. Um, I think the reason that I feel safe and good starting something that is in the public eye with Evan is because he's like, it's, it's so fucking cheesy whenever I say it, but I don't know if it's astrologically that way or what it is, but he's like my person where I'm like, this is where I just feel so grounded. So there's that safe space. He's my safe space. And so, um, there's then that like safety going into that. But at the same time, I'm like, but I want to make sure I protect my safe space. (laughs) I mean, that's exactly what I was about to say. I would also recommend, um, that the two of you have brainstorming sessions about various ways that you can engage with the show that allow the two of you to grow, learn, explore, you know, Mm -hmm. and not just share your personal life because there are going to be times where you just don't want to, Mm -hmm. and it's not right Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he'll have that, you know, and, and as long as there is like that flexibility within what you're putting into the world, Mm -hmm. it's all good. But this is less about what people expect of you. And it's more about what you declare to yourself or others. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. Yes. I see you run the risk of being like, this will be fun. I'm going to go all in. And then you're like, okay, I'll go all in. And you (laughs) announce to the world, I'm all in. And then you're like, oh, but wait a minute. I'm having a rough day. I don't want to be all in. Um, And, but you've already announced it, you know? So it's about like taking your enthusiasm, allowing it to be like fireworksy. Instead of uh, a tree you're planting. Exactly. Like you don't need to ground it quite Mm -hmm. yet. Let this be a little bit more of an exploration. And within that, I think that you can bring your audience into that process. So Mm -hmm. again, so you're still sharing of yourself, but you're not 
sharing the parts of you that deserve to not be shared. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of privacy. I am a big fan of secrets. And I know that in this world, people talk shit about secrets. Who doesn't have secrets? Secrets are healthy. Let's have secrets. Let's have privacy. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to just be like, you know, very vocal about that for you because you have so many things in your chart that are like, I need to give everyone everything. And you don't. You have a Scorpio moon. Girl, you don't. You get to, you can keep your shit to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's healthy and wise. And then also you can air all your stuff. And sometimes that's healthy and wise. But it's developing a relationship with yourself and then with your job where you have that discernment mm-hmm. and you feel entitled to that discernment. And the Neptune transit challenges entitlement. It makes us feel like, oh, I I, I can't say no or I have to do this thing. And it's much like I was saying to Becca, how it like with the particular Neptune transit she's going through, how it can like mess with your immune system, make you really sensitive for you. It's your psych, your psychology it messes with your mind and, and makes you feel it messes with your nervous system, that kind of stuff. And I don't know about the difficult stuff you're going through, but I will say, you know, obviously the world. Yeah. Uh, so even if you didn't have anything difficult in your personal life, the world is in a real unstable place. The United States is in a very unstable place. Mm-hmm. And um, I do think that if it isn't already impacting you, I, it looks like it's going to impact you in mm-hmm. a very personal way, psychologically, spiritually. And again, uh, this is not because of your Scorpio moon, but I want to say emphatically to you, you have a Scorpio moon. You're allowed to be fucking intense. Yeah, I know you're a Libra with a Gemini rising. So you're like, I'm not intense. I can just like go with things. No, no, you're very intense. And yeah. you you are entitled to having strong emotions and having uh, strong needs in response to your emotions. And that I imagine to be a bit of what you're going to be struggling with um, in the next year or two as you encounter more of the truth of what you are Mm -hmm. and the judgments you have towards that Mm -hmm. or the kind of like limiting stories that you've taken in about that. Does Mm -hmm. this make sense? Yes. 1000%. And especially a lot of the, the tough things that I've been going through have a, like you were saying, a lot of it is a lot of psychological issues. I've been really struggling with my mental health lately and sorry. Oh, it's okay. And, and, you know, it's, it's a process of getting some maybe different diagnoses and certain things that are surprising to me and the process of that. And so you talking about, is there, when you're talking about these happening in like April ish, do I feel them leading up? Because I feel like I feel everything that you're saying that's going to happen in a few months. I'm like, I feel this like in my body right now. So two months. Oh my goodness. Yes. So, so let me say a couple of things about this Um, and edit as much out of, you know what I mean? I'll be just direct because I know you can edit. Please. Yeah. I'll be, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) excuse me. In your birth chart, um, you have, let me just look at your psyche for a moment here. I mean, you've got, you got, you, you have like this desire to be amiable, down, easygoing, chill. Um, personally, me, I cannot relate, but you really <laughs> have that. Like you yeah. really, you really just want to be a good girl is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And the truth is you are, 
your emotions are very deep and very piercing and you can really uh, ruminate. Yeah. And you have a very, very um, tense nervous system. You're very thinly strung. Is Has that the expression? It's like you're high strung, yeah. high strung. Uh, yes. Um, your nervous strong. system is just, sometimes it can take things and it can roll. And then sometimes your nervous system is just like, oh my God, I was in a loud restaurant and I crashed. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it can feel a little out of control for you. Mm -hmm. And the transit that you're going through or that that's coming up for you is going to trigger your nervous system. Mm -hmm. I, you know, if I am just going to be totally direct and you're comfortable with me being direct. In, yeah. In front of back. Okay. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Get so, out of the room. <laughs> I mean, well, you yeah. know, I mean, I'm going to no, talk about no, I, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, like I said, I'm very private. So yeah. I always check. Yeah. Um, Neptune square Saturn kicks up an anxious form of depression or a depressive form of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And Neptune square Uranus um, can make it so that you disassociate in a way that's very anxious. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that what's happening? Yeah. I mean, I have been just like, the the fo the form of anxiety I was talking to Becca about it earlier where like I'm having insomnia so badly because I've like yeah, I'm scared that I'm gonna die in my sleep and so I'm yeah. keeping myself awake and it's this level mm -hmm. of anxiety mm -hmm. that I feel like I am having such a hard time just functioning every day especially in in the no it's okay in the in the in the social media space especially which is what I love about the podcast because we're able to be here and then I can turn it off mm -hmm. and I can kind of disappear. Yes. And I, I, yeah. I enjoy that. That's why the social media space has been hard for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I, that's what it feels like right now where I'm trying to, it's this combination of like having just the most like radical anxiety that like is really affecting my health, like where I'm getting really sick all the time because of it. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, it's this weird part of like never feeling more grounded yeah. with like my my kid and my husband and my family. So it's kind of this weird like where it's like, what are what is going on with your anxiety when like these okay. other yes, please. <laughs> I got I got an answer. Okay. And of course, you should not take what I say and I just hope you guys keep this part in the podcast. I'm saying it for the two of you, but I know you yes. both know this. It's also for people listening. Take this advice with a grain of salt. A psychologist is mm -hmm. best for psychology. Yes. That said, um, are you a political person? Yes. Okay. Because I was going to say, if you're not, you should be, because that's what's wrong. What's wrong is terrible things in the world, terrible things in this country, terrible things are happening currently, terrible things are coming. And you feel like shit. Yeah. And you should, because it's shitty. Yeah. And what's happening is, instead of saying to yourself, I am seeing reality and I am in empathy overload and I don't know what to do. And so I'm just like data dump, data dump. I'm not doing enough. I, there's nothing I can do. And then you're having an anxiety response where you collapse mm -hmm. instead of being able to sort through data, prioritize data and come up with a plan. And your anxiety is telling you something's wrong. Yeah. And instead of really sitting with your anxiety and listening to it and being like, Hey bitch, what are you saying? You're like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm feeling anxious. Mm. And that's where your psychology is like, I'm dying. The people okay. I love are dying. Something terrible is happening. That's the only reason why we'd be feeling this way. And what's actually happening is you're feeling collective terror. 
you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can medicate that away. One could theoretically. Mm -hmm. Um, And that might be a great move. You know, again, I'm not against medication in any way, shape or form, but I would recommend alongside that strategy to really focus on like, could you take notes? Could you sit down? Sorry, I just dropped something. Could you sit down with pen and paper and just write a list Mm -hmm. of everything in the world that is breaking your heart and scaring you? Just write it like a tragedy list. And do you keep an altar? I don't. Okay. Let's talk about building an altar. Okay. Um, So an (laughs) altar is really simple. Um, There's a bazillion ways the internet exists, but I will say what I like to do for an altar, first of all, is it's at eye level or higher. So not on the floor. Different spiritual practices have different ways of doing it. But I have a thing where it's like, I want my spirituality. I want to look up, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. You want the elements on your, on a shelf somewhere, basically. So you want a glass with water, a plant, or something with salt, so dirt or salt, so you have earth, Um, matches or lighter, fire, and then air comes free. You know what I mean? You don't have to do anything. (laughs) And then you can put things that are important on the altar. So then you take that list and you put it on the altar. And you set the intention. Personally, me, I like boxes. I'm like into boxes. I'm a Capricorn. So I like to put it in a fancy, pretty little like vintage box, but you do you. Um, and I generally, I name it the box of uh, of like fears or necessary disappointments or whatever it is that I don't need to track because they live here. That's the intention. And then you place it on your altar. And then when you start to go into panic mode again, you go back, you look at the things, maybe you add some things. And then once you have depending on your nature, it could be days, could be weeks, could be months of seeing how that helps your anxiety go from like a nine to a seven, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not expecting miracles, but like a meaningful help. Then you can say, all right, what of this list, is there anything that I feel that I can do Mm -hmm. for any of these things? Because you're not going to do something for everything. Nobody is. Think of all of the most powerful and impactful activists in time. Mm -hmm. They all focused on particular thing. And that particular thing might be connected to like four other things, but you're not going to be a political science major, an activist, globally, domestically, an environmentalist and animal rights activist. Like you're not going to be an expert on everything. You can't do everything. And this is a huge thing that I think people of conscience and spiritual people are struggling with right now, because not only is so much going wrong, we have pocket robots screaming the news at us all the time. Uh And so either you're consuming that news or worse, you're avoiding the news. And when you're avoiding the news, now you're in an avoidant state and it's an avoidant anxiety state. So what happens? All the feelings that you're trying to take care of by not looking at the news are getting worse. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel better when you look at the news if you don't have a coping mechanism in place. And so there's a number of things you can do. I recommend that you are intentional about the hours of the day that you consume news. So first thing in the morning, no. (laughs) 30 minutes after you wake up, maybe, you know, if you're like a morning news person. Um, But setting the the goal, like if you're actually reading long form something or you're like watching a talk and not just like a TikTok, a talk, (laughs) you're consuming full on news, okay, then maybe you'll make an exception to the rule. But if it's just scrolling through TikTok, if it's just like reading a a news source, set times. And maybe you're like me and it's going to be three times a day. You know, Mm -hmm. I give myself three times a day when it's not 24 hours a day. Um, And maybe it's once a day. 
But I do think you need to be informed so that you know why you're freaking out. Like here in the Bay Area, we had a big earthquake yesterday, 5.1. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was awful. Nothing bad happened. Like there was no damage or like death Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But it was like 30 seconds of the house rolling. Oh, my God. Um, God. It was really intense. Um, It was the solar eclipse. Anyways, um, and for me, I felt awful 24 hours leading up. And then after that earthquake happened, it was like my energy popped and I felt better. What I'm trying to share is that when you know what's happening in the world, you can know why you feel bad when you're somebody who's like really sensitive to the world. And I think a lot of times spiritual people, we we hear this message, like if you have too much empathy, you shouldn't consume news because then you'll feel bad. And it's like, well, you should feel bad. The world's bad. It's good mm-hmm. to feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this idea that we shouldn't feel bad. Feeling bad is healthy when things are bad. It's, when we go into this avoidant escapist thing, it intensifies anxiety. And now you're so far away from your own lived reality that you can't even track why you're upset. Mm -hmm. And then you assume it's because you're dying or somebody else is dying or something really like dramatic because the feelings are so dramatic. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know how to predict death. That's not my skill set. I don't want to (laughs) either, but there is nothing indicating in your chart death. That actually, you're actually going to live live forever. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, like thing. at this time, you have, I mean, you have um, people in your family live really old, don't they? They do. Yes. Yeah. Minus one. Other than other than one individual, everyone tends to live quite long. And was that one individual like a, a stroke or a heart attack or something? Heart attack. Yeah. Heart attack. Mm-hmm. It looks like they were out real quick. Am yes. I going to live long? The lucky one. I didn't look. <laughs> I didn't look. Um, but I can't fine. tell who can live long or not, but I can tell family <laughs> stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm gonna your family stuff is all over the place. It's not like everyone lives old in your family. It looks like it looks like it's a little more all over the place. Sorry, the sun's hitting me. Um, but but like listen, Jess, there's so many things to be worried about. Your death, I wouldn't I would put it at the bottom of the list for today. Um like it's not it doesn't look like it's your imminent problem. And you have imminent problems, right? Yes, yes, I do. That and that's the thing. It's it's so clear to me that that has become a way for my anxiety to fixate. Like when I can't fall asleep because I'm thinking that I'm gonna die in my sleep, I know that it's not my it's not reality for me, but it's a way that I'm coping. Yeah. Uh because of everything on the outside and also a lot of then familial and friend there's just there's just a lot, a lot so i on. think i'm yeah. i'm i'm you and know that's you, how i'm do you still believe in heaven energy. and hell i i don't know okay um for Elsie's? well i should say i shouldn't say i don't i'm kind <laughs> of in a place where i'm like i just don't know okay. i like to think that there's something after but i i don't know how i feel okay. because i think that's part of the problem here is okay. if you believe when you're having anxiety that you're going to die in your sleep and you don't have some sort of like confident worldview about hmm. what that means for you, mm-hmm. then, oh, shit, that's a whole other can of worms that, again, you're having an anxiety avoidant response to. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a medium, and we haven't talked about that ever in our conversation. No, we haven't. Uh-uh. We've always been very astrological. Um, but I will say, and, you know, and I don't want to in any way contradict anyone's spiritual beliefs, Um I was not raised Christian. I've never believed in heaven and hell. Um, So, you know, and I know a lot of your listeners may be Christian and really believe in it. And I respect that. But I have talked to a lot of dead people. Not not to brag. Um, (laughs) Like a a lot of dead people over the course of many years. And 
had people who were all different religions when they were living. And I've never met any of them in heaven. And I've never met any of them in hell. None of them. And that's because when we are physical human beings, and this is, nobody knows. This is my understanding and my theory based on my experience. But when we are, we're all sitting here alive, right? We're in bodies, bodies, these material things. And we're on this earth, right? And there's time. Like we've been sitting here talking for like whatever amount of time. Uh, now, that same amount of time for my cat is different than it is for us humans. And there are ladybugs. I know this because I'm obsessed in my mm -hmm. backyard. And time is radically different for them yeah. than it is for my cat, right. than it is for me. What I'm trying to say is material reality is not fixed. It is fixed relative to the kind of animal you are. We're human animals. And when we die, when the body dies, the human animal body dies, the soul lives. But there's no physical location called heaven or hell because there's no physicality beyond the earthly human experience or the earthly animal experience, if that makes sense. That's mm -hmm. my personal experience. So while I have talked to many, many dead people over the course of many years, um, I've never encountered one in a location. Mm. So sometimes dead people chill in like your house because they love you and they miss you. But they're, that's not their location. That's them being near you. So from my perspective and my experience, heaven and hell is an oversimplification of a very complex um, spiritual concept. Mm -hmm. And also it is like technically and literally inaccurate. That's just my experience. I don't know if that's helpful or not, but um, death... Dying can be hard. Dying can be very painful, um, like physically, mentally, emotionally. But uh, being dead's not <laughs> hard. It's like I'm very not worried about it at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I've talked to many people who've died pretty horrific deaths and not. But, you know, um, but being dead is pretty, pretty chill. It's pretty easy. It's like not it's not tragedy. Um, mm -hmm. Being alive is really hard. Mm -hmm. And you know, I am, from my experience, if you die a dick, you're a dead dick. If you die a person who is really generous and kind, you're a generous and kind dead person. Like, you know, like, you, we are not magically turned into angels and cherubs or demons when we die. You know what I mean? Like, we're still ourselves for whatever that's worth. Because, and I don't think that what I'm saying is going to convince you of anything. I don't want to convince you of anything. But I do think that what your anxiety is truly about is what you don't know paired with what you do know. And the thing about Christian beliefs is they are presented as fact, irrefutable. And if you're wrong about heaven and hell, you could only be tortured for literal eternity. Best <laughs> of luck. Make your choices. And that's, uh -huh. I mean, I find that to be mean. Like I, it's like if parents were doing that to their kids, like as a, you know, like a parenting tool, TikTok would be up in arms. Like <laughs> that's not how you treat children. And I just, I just think it's um, like a, a, a presentation of religious belief that is very patriarchal and very infantilizing to people. And I think it is part of what you're going through right now is mm -hmm. like, you don't know. How could you know? You can't know. Mm -hmm. Nobody can know. 
And so what kind of chances are you taking with your soul? I don't know, forever. And I think that's part of what's at you right now. Yes. That makes sense. I feel like I've really dealt with a lot of some, I I feel like I've, I've handled a lot of my religious trauma. Of course it will always be there, but this seems to kind of be the lingering one that I'm Hmm. just. And for somebody who is as empathic and sensitive as you are in particular right now, and for somebody who has such deep religious and spiritual ideas Scorpio moon, um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 I don't think that avoidance is going okay. to serve your mental health. Okay. So this means, you know, you heard my take on what happens when you die, consume lots of takes, different religions, different like woo people, and be wary of anyone who tells you that they're positive and that this way is the only way, because that's some bullshit. Nobody fucking knows what happens after you die. Sure. Even if they died and came back, they're sure. here. Nobody mm-hmm. actually knows. So my experience is from my experience, but like there is a way that spiritual people, often spiritual men, but spiritual people will just like try to sell you on like for sure. And that's very soothing for anxiety, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not the thing. We have to be in the unknown. That's part of the human condition is being in the unknown. And so I think like, I'll say like, even as, I've been talking about this not light topic. There's something in like your uh, like overall anxiety in your energy field has kind of just like come down a little bit. Yeah. Do you, can you feel that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's because we're talking about what you need to mm. talk about. Mm-hmm. And that makes it you're not nuts. Like you're this is real. And mm. it is so soothing to what's actually happening for you mentally. So do you have a shrink? Um, yes, I do. I'm looking at doubling down, though, and getting yeah. someone, another specific type of therapist. I, I think it's a good idea. And I would recommend that you talk about your anxieties about the world and your anxieties about what happens when one dies. Okay. Because those two topics will be very easy for you to never bring up in therapy. Some therapists will have two easy answers for it or have no tolerance for those topics in particular. And those aren't going to be your right therapist. Mm. So you might have to fire and rehire. Okay. Um, again, you're learning boundaries. Both of you are in very different ways because you're both going through Neptune. Um, but your sleep will be easier if you're honest with yourself about why you're not sleeping. And so you might need to write a note to yourself before you go to bed. I don't know what happens when you die. I really hope that heaven exists and I really hope that hell doesn't exist and I have no fucking clue and it makes me anxious. Okay, write it down. Be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you'll sleep better. In the moment, your Libra sun is like, that makes everything worse. No. <laughs> but the truth is, is like just naming things, the practice of naming things is so relieving for an anxious mind, mm-hmm. you know? And you have the difficult reality of being um, like equal parts, like a pragmatist, a literalist, a realist, and a like floop de flu. Like you, you <laughs> both, you're both, you all, you're all of yeah. it. You're like, I want to talk about my <laughs> deepest relationship issues and reality TV. Yeah, all at once. <laughs> like yeah. it's like the perfect you, mm. right? Um, but in regards to your mental health right now, I, I I feel like I'm doing you dirty by calling it mental health. It's mental and spiritual health, <laughs> the two you need a new approach. And in particular, I will say, let me actually get the date because I didn't write the date down for some reason. I do not know. Hold on. I'm going to my trusty ephemeris. So 
this through March of 2023, okay. um, Saturn is, you know, kind of, it starts really in January, but you I kind of feel like you're feeling it already. Basically through March, you're dealing with a Saturn moon transit. So it's heavy. You're dealing with reality. This is not forever. Uh, this transit brings up depression. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got anxiety and depression. <laughs> uh, still, still, yeah. who cares? Yes. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's super fun. So, that means it's winter. Where are you from? You're from California. You don't know what winter is. No, I really don't. Winter is okay. coming. Winter, winter is here. Yeah. Winter is here. We so, are cold, though. And we're wearing our over shirts. You don't know what I'm saying. I'm Canadian. So let me put it this way. In the winter, like mm-hmm. East Coast proper winter, okay? Uh, everything dies. There's no leaves. Everything's dead. It's cold. Uh, ground is brittle. You don't go out for pleasure. Not the same way. Mm-hmm. Um you spend more time indoors, you gain a little weight, you hibernate, you know, the body shifts with the season. And you're in a winter. And I, in fact, say, "Mm, maybe when you're like doing movie nights or whatever, like watch winter landscapes, not Christmas themes, winter (laughs) landscapes. And I say not Christmas themes, because it's going to unconsciously trigger the heaven hell problem. Um, Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, because Christian, because it's Christian. Just watch like Fargo, you know? (laughs) That's I've never perfect. seen Fargo, but I've oh. heard it's very cold. They're in the snow and it's murder. So, <laughs> murder. you know, there you go. Well, that'll do nothing for your anxiety. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but, no, but no. like, go into winter movies so that you can have a better concept of what metaphorically being in a winter is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's just a natural season that humans go through, even humans who live on the West Coast, like as we do. And we're like, winter is putting on a sweater and a kicky shoe. Like that's not winter. <laughs> you know what I mean? When It's not metaphorical winter anyways. So um, hold on. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you're talking to your parents? Yes. Your mom has an anxiety issue? Yes. She's very anxious. Mm-hmm. There's a There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, feels yeah. like an anxiety disorder to me. Yes. Panic, 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 panic. Yep. Um, so this feels a lot like your mom, what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Your mom is going through a lot of shit right now. Mm-hmm. And this is... Uh, you are... You've already changed. You've already made all the insights. You've already figured the things out. And now you really have to decide, like, are you really going to give yourself permission to be this different and so different from what you thought you'd be and from what they expect? And if we're being honest, you're on the fucking fence. Now, your mind might not be, you, you know, you might have been like, I've made a decision. I've, you know, I've, I know myself, blah, blah. No, mm-mm. this is a spiritual crisis, you know. And again, you need to talk about it. You, know, you don't need to talk about it in public. <laughs> talk about it though Mm -hmm. because you're really scared because their version of right and wrong is infallible it is a promise and it is an eternal promise um it's interesting i don't remember if we've really talked about your religiosity or like your family background but man it's rigid religious Mm -hmm. um and And yeah, and you're scared at this point in a way that you hadn't been before. Mm-hmm. It's because you're you're really 
you're like, you're about to turn a corner and it's like kind of no, no coming back from there. And that's not true, but that's how it feels. And on a level, it is true because that's how it feels. And you're saying to yourself, you shouldn't feel this way because you've, you don't really think this way, Yeah. but mm. recovering from trauma is very difficult and takes a lifetime. And I would say that it looks like you have trauma from your religious upbringing. And it's fascinating to see your mother's relationship to right and wrong and yet the severity of her anxiety. Hmm. So it doesn't soothe her actually. Hmm. Um, and I, again, the older you get, the more you realize what you don't know and what you can't know. Mm -hmm. And so when you were a little bit younger, you were able to be like, no, fuck this. I, this isn't right. And now you're like, or is it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's not your conscious thoughts. It's the, the stuff you haven't dealt with yet. Mm -hmm. And you deserve to deal with it. You deserve to feel bad. You, you're loud. And if you're looking for a new shrink, I would recommend looking for somebody who has a specialty in this, not okay. somebody who's a, like a Christian therapist, but who has a specialty <laughs> yeah. in like people who step away from religion. Um, and you might find yourself choosing religion, the religion you're from or not. That's not the point. It's not about what you choose to believe. It's about your sense of you being able to live in your own skin with the choices you're making, given all you cannot know. There's so much you cannot know mm -hmm. or cannot do. And hold on. I don't know that you've even talked about this with Evan very much yet. Um, so this might be like Dear Diary Therapist conversation for now because you don't need people trying to make you feel better. I really don't think you need that right now. I don't think that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. I think you just need to be in the mess of it a little bit. And again, I know that that's like practically like bitch slapping a Libra to say sit in mess um, <laughs> because Libras do not prefer mess. But um, but that's where it's at, you know. And do you have a garden? Do you have a backyard? I do. Yeah. Okay. Shit gets real messy as a seasonal shift as organic life grows and withers and dies and buds and different things come up and recede, it's messy. It's supposed to be messy. And it doesn't mean it's not exactly what it's meant to be. It doesn't mean that something's wrong. It's just things are cyclically messy and you are allowed to be cyclically messy and I think you're struggling with that too. So yeah. I just want to like throw that in the mix. Um, also like with a garden, you literally can't grow new things without the mess. Like literally. Literally. You things, literally, can't, yes. things can't like, if they don't rot and die and you don't like let them be, new things can't come of it. You don't have the fertile soil for something new. Exactly. And, and I feel like, it's harder in LA. Like you don't get the full seasonal like thing that like yeah. you're talking about, but, and it's like a metaphor for like the social pressure to be like, cool, to be okay, for everything to be fine when literally it's not. Um, 
I hold on. There's something I'm seeing. Say your first name again, Jessica. Yeah. Um. Sorry, one sec. Um. Do you get angry? I feel like I've asked you this once before, but I yeah, don't this what is you said. yeah. You talked about this on the last episode, our podcast together. Yeah, I I do. That's something I've been trying to work through because I think I've battled with like how to feel about anger because I think I was raised in a place where it's like you don't get angry and then I feel anger towards things and I don't quite know how to express it so I push it down um and we talked about like a rage room and like I've, I've done, I've done a rage room and like those types of things have actually helped me like physicality, like yeah. getting that out. But yeah, anger has always a, been a weird one for me because yeah. like you, I think I feel a deep emotion about a lot of things, but I don't know how to deal with it sometimes. So I panic. That makes sense. I mean, that makes yeah. perfect sense. And I mean, isn't it a Christian value to like turn the other cheek? Yes, right? you know, especially for <laughs> yes. girls. But like, yes, you're you're not like the martyr is is exalted, um, and and again, I'm just going to share. You know, I'm Jewish, and a Jewish value that I hold very dear is you're supposed to wrestle with God. You're literally like it's a Jewish mm-hmm. tenant to get on the mat and wrestle with God as a way to show your engagement and Mm -hmm. to wrestle with concepts and faith. You're supposed to question. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have a very different point of reference, obviously, um, in that way. But I wanted to share that because I personally, much to my partner's chagrin, I will admit, (laughs) I'm a big fan of wrestling. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of, like, as a person, not just theoretically, um, of, like, questioning things and interrogating things and being angry or annoyed with things and not as a way to control or condemn, but because it's honest, because it's exciting, because it moves things along, right? And I'm sharing with this with you, especially like the Jewish part, because I do think it will be easier for you in the specific moment you're in around anxiety and spirituality to have different spiritual systems take on anger. If you go to a Buddhist and you ask about anger, they're going to have a radically different take than what Mm -hmm. I said. Mm -hmm. But there's like different spiritual practices, different regions, different people have different relationships to anger. And I think for you, the investigation right now would probably be best if it was spiritual because at core, it's a spiritual crisis around the death in the world, the suffering in the world, around heaven and hell, around all of it. And um, I think that at core, you're a spiritual person. You were raised as a spiritual mm-hmm. person. You are a spiritual person. And it's very hard to move away from the certainty and promise of the particular religion you're from and find oneself because most other things don't offer the same level of security and promise. Mm. Um, because Christian, that's what Christian does, right? Um, <laughs> it's, it's black and white, baby. <laughs> it's black and white. Heaven yeah. and hell, that's it. Good and, yeah. good and evil, you know? And I 
Yeah, you're, this is, this is the work. This is the work. This is the work. There's a lot of messiness in this for you, like super fucking messiness. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's eclipse season and it's in the Scorpio. We just had an eclipse in Scorpio, which your moon sign is, you know. So the fucking shit show for you. (laughs) But it's supposed to be a shit show. It's supposed to be messy. And like, you know, the chances that you message me and we're like meeting the day after the fucking eclipse and it just so happens at the time we're having this like emo spiritual Mm -hmm. fucked up conversation Mm -hmm. this is this is like you know as it should be Mm -hmm. and it's a it's another articulation of how when you engage things flow for you you Mm -hmm. have a spiritual life um but when you hold yourself back Sometimes it's what you need. Sometimes it's not. And it's hard for you to tell the difference. Yeah. And right now you're having a lot of anxiety about that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. A thousand percent. I'm having a really hard time knowing how to navigate when to put it out there, when to hold back. Like that and that is causing mm. so much anxiety. I feel like I'm losing this trust in myself that I had mm. before. Yeah. 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 So mm. this is my advice. The next time you feel that anxiety, mm-hmm. like, and then you pull yourself back. That's what I'm saying. You do, and then yeah. back. So you're holding your breath. Mm. So that's one way you know it's happening is you're holding your breath. You ask yourself, "Am I breathing right now?" If the answer is no, okay, then okay. you're doing it. So that's step one. You notice it. Step two. Ask yourself, "Can I sit with these feelings and breathe into these feelings emotionally, spiritually, physically, for thirty seconds?" Put the timer on your phone. 30 seconds seems too short. How about a minute? How about three minutes? I think that's too long, to be honest. I think that you're so out of practice of sitting with the feelings. 30 seconds is a really great goal. And it is better to set achievable goals and build up confidence than to set impossible, like very challenging goals Mm -hmm. and then only hit it like 50% of the time. So 30 seconds seems great to me. Um, Just practice sitting with the feelings, not abandoning yourself in the feelings. Don't fix them. Don't understand them. Just be uncomfortable. That's it. Just be uncomfortable. Be scared. And I imagine that most of the time, not all the time, it's not magic bullet, but most of the time it will take your anxiety from a nine to an eight or a seven, probably not a five. Although sometimes I bet it will. And sometimes it'll be just what you need to have the perspective to be able to be like, okay, I now know what I need to do. I I know Mm -hmm. like I need to like eat my CBD candy. I need to take my rescue remedy. I need to like, you know, you remember to do the things. Yeah. We forget to do when we're too activated, Mm -hmm. right? Practice noticing you're having the feeling, sitting with the feeling, and then see with a little bit less activation, a little bit more space, what, what can you do to manage your feelings or take care of yourself? And sometimes the answer is nothing. Like, I don't have time or the answer is nothing. Like the world is falling apart. And there's nothing I can do. Okay. Then with that, you want to return to that list that I had you make. Mm-hmm. And that list is all about recognizing there are all these terrible things. There's got to be one thing I can do. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes it's money. Sometimes it's signal boost. Sometimes it's, you know, a- action, activism, community building. Uh, it's, it's a million things, your time, your voice. Uh, your money. These are all great resources. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you use what you can when you can. Hold on. I just want to tell you. Okay. I just want to tell you that 
Okay. You are so calm. You are not fidgeting when you're, you're like nodding yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I look at you energetically, your brain is going pew, 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 pew. Like it's going off in 7 million directions. Yeah. I would never know that if I wasn't psychic. Like in a million years, I would never know that. And so I just want to throw in the mix. You have a right to tell me to shut up or to be like, hey, okay, I think that's as much as I can take in. Libra version versus Capricorn version, okay? And you also have it's also healthy, self-appropriate and responsible to let concepts that are overwhelming or that are really like big for you to wash in and over you instead of trying to make sense of them as they come in and trying to like figure them out. Um and I think like your brain is doing too much. It's not, it can't be your only hmm. tool because mm-hmm. again, it's like, this is where the rumination and the anxiety is occurring. So letting yourself just have like the feelings and trusting yourself to have them settle is I think more of a powerful thing than you you think it is. Um, and again, please tell me if I'm like talking about this too long or if it's too much, mm-hmm. is it? Okay. Um, because what I'm starting to see is that the way that you took care of yourself and you you kind of like liberated yourself from the constrictive parts of Christianity for you uh-huh. is through logic and it's through your thinking. Mm-hmm. And now you're bumping up against the limitations mm-hmm. of logic and thinking. What a bummer. Because now <laughs> yeah. you're just like, I mean, you're stuck with emotions. It's terrible. Yeah. It's awful. I'm so sorry. It's mm-hmm. awful. And energetics. So now it's like mm. real woo, not like Instagram woo. It's like you're going real woo and emotional, so emotional. And I just want to say you're entitled. Hmm. What's wrong with it? You're very entitled and you don't need an excuse. You don't need you don't need a reason. You're just entitled to have a lot of strong emotions. And hold on. And they're not going to last forever. This isn't going to last forever. Hold on. Sorry, I'm fucking with my cards. Um, Okay, for whatever this is worth, and hopefully it's worth something, you're (laughs) going to get through this and be much more than you are now. Bigger, but more. This sucks. I envy you 0%. I'm so Mm -hmm. sorry. But you are going to, this is part of your evolution. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I wish I could hug you too. It's like hug hug times. But you are you are gonna this is going to be more than okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you wanna like take a pause? I know it's like your podcast and everything, but like No, it's okay. It's okay. It's this is this means a lot. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's Interesting. It's like your last pod together that you're having me on. And like, all of a sudden I'm like a medium and a psychic. <laughs> yeah. We've just no, done she straight astrology right now. Yeah. She needs it's, this. It's the moment. It's the moment. Yeah. And yeah, you're just really hard on yourself, much harder on yourself than I thought, like significantly. And I don't know if it's like now or if it's in general, but it's in, it's just, it's in general. I think that um, I've kind of, I think a lot of what it is is I've come to this place where I, like you said, I think I come off like very calm 
yeah. and okay a lot. And I think a lot of that has been like masking my whole, like a lot of my life, especially kind of how I was raised. And I've kind of hit a point where I'm like, um, like I'm really hard on myself and I'm feel very anxious and I can't show up for a yeah. lot of people. Like yeah. I think I have a, I have a shorter fuse. I think an ability that I've, that I show often. And I think I've hit that limitation where it's like, Oh, this is how I feel. But because I've trained everyone around me to, to see me a certain way that I don't feel like when I do have a hard time, like that people really understand that I'm like, no, I'm like this all the time. And like, I feel like I'm doing my best to not be this way all the Mm -hmm. time. You know what I'm saying? I do. So I just feel like, it's just a lot and I think it doesn't read or like people don't see it a lot. And I'm hitting that moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know if I'm explaining it. You are, you are, you, you do a really good job of hiding this part of yourself. But unfortunately <laughs> that means people don't know it. Yeah. And people don't see it when you're like, I have a flag and upon it are the words I am panicking. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, that's a really cute flag. Where'd you get it? Yeah, that's a little bit how I feel. I, I also think, like, unfortunately, the people that aren't in close proximity to you, like, also create so many expectations for how you're supposed to show up for them, even people that aren't close in your life, that then it, that's, like, I feel like has been so overwhelming for you. And then that's finally built up to where, like, you can't handle that anymore. Like, all these people who expect you to, like, be there for them in a way that they can't be there for you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. When. So I'll say a couple of things. The first one is. Believe it or not. This is very healthy. Because (laughs) if you weren't dealing with this. Then 10 years from now. You'd have the same problem. But you'd be 10 years older. (laughs) This is good to go through this. Because some of your relationships won't last. You know. You need more reciprocal relationships. And. Ultimately, it's your relationship with yourself. That's your that, that has to be your priority over your relationship with anyone else because your relationship with yourself is the foundation for your relationships with everyone else. And so you're doing you're you're doing the work and people are going to disappoint you and you're going to disappoint you. And that's not the end of the world. It's just yeah. disappointment. Again, it's about like holding it proportionally, whereas like the religious trauma is like everything is everything. Like everything is 100% all the time. And this is not, I don't see, and I could be wrong, but I'm not seeing good and evil issues. I am seeing, I mean, in the world and that's affecting you, but that's not you. Um, You're, bear with me, sorry. You're a lucky person and people like you. And that sounds like a good thing. Usually when I say that to people, I'm saying, that's a great thing. Lucky you. I'm <laughs> yeah. jealous. But in this situation, it sucks. Mm. Because you could very easily, and you probably have, have a lot of interpersonal connections where people are like, you're cool. Everything's cool, right? Like, we're cool. Everything's fine. Mm. And you're like, yes, I'm a Libra and I've got a Jupiter mm. conjunction to my Gemini <laughs> rising. Everything's cool. I'm fine. And if that's your identity and that's who you prefer to be, then when your Scorpio moon and your little like Saturn, Uranus, Neptune conjunction comes a knocking, you're just like, oh my God, what's, what is wrong with me? And what I want to say is 
nothing is wrong with you. The world is fucked up and you're growing up. And mm. I know a lot of people in their thirties are like growing up. That's for kids. <laughs> but like, you know, as an astrologer, it's like we become an adult through the Saturn return, AKA at around 29 years old. So you're like, what? Five years in, you know, yeah. five years. Yeah. In, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so you are really in this place of recognizing that in order to be the person you want to be, you have to be your whole fucking self. And that means you have to accept yourself, even the parts that are painful or awkward. And, and I, I think you're doing it. It's just, this is what it feels like. It's called a healing crisis because it's a crisis. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was this meme going around for a while on, on the gram. And it was like what people think a healing crisis looks like. And it was like a white lady doing yoga. And then it was like what an actual healing crisis looks like. And it was like a messy woman who had clearly <laughs> been like sobbing and like ripping at her clothes. And like, yeah, that's closer. That's closer to it. It's like, it's a crisis and you will go through other crises in your life because you're a person and giving yourself the grace to have lows is a huge part of what you're going through. And okay. Okay, good. Okay, good. That's a little better. That's a little better. I'm glad we, I'm glad we got there. Um, okay. Um, now I know I just kind of like gave you a lot. <laughs> no, I, I so appreciate it. Do you have any other like questions or things you wanted me to speak to? I mean, I guess I know we spent so much time. I so appreciate it. Um, I mean, I guess with all of this that we were just talking about, yeah. kind of starting this new chapter is scary because Terrifying, yeah. I, and again, it's like this, like you said, there's these two parts of me, right? There's this part that I'm just like, yes, like I'm so excited for life and like my family and my dear friends. But then this other part that I'm like, oh my God, Am I just in this space where I am, you know, I don't know, a goddamn yeah. mess, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. a little bit like moving forward. I so know Jupiter is going to form a really lovely sextile to your midheaven um, before the summer. So it'll be in 2023, but before the summer, I didn't write down the date. I don't like to fixate on the dates because mm -hmm. I want you to just know something lovely is coming your way and like be yeah. open to it without knowing when, because that just expands the potential. Um and your career is not what I'm worried about. The journey you're on of giving yourself permission to have privacy mm -hmm. while you're also making a podcast with your husband about relationships mm -hmm. is weird. I agree. However, it's not wrong. Okay. It just requires boundaries. And this okay. is the thing that like. I can just, practice those. It's you the can. work. <laughs> yeah. it is. It's the work. It's like. I feel like, again, like Christian culture is not big on boundaries. No. Um, so again, it's part of the spiritual recovery stuff that you're in. Um, and and not all Christian culture, obviously, but the one you were raised in. Um, yeah. And so, again, this is about boundaries. It's like, I want to share my life with my listeners and I want to share my relationship. Hold both. You know what I mean? And you can find a way. Like, Again, I don't usually talk about myself so much in, in readings, but I'm just going to share, like, I hit a wall in, during COVID because it's been really terrible, mm -hmm. um, where I was just like, I do not want my face on the internet. I do not want to show up personally. I want to commodify my life. Like, I just, mm -hmm. I don't share much in public anyways, but I started using being planets. Like, I just yeah. was like, okay, I'll be a planet. And I have found a form of creativity and joy through that process 
that I never would have. And I never would uh, have done it if I hadn't given myself permission to be like, I don't want to be on the internet as a, as a person face. I got so sick of faces. I yeah. love seeing both of your faces. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I got sick of my face with faces uh, on Zoom, on that yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I found a way because I it didn't, it's not like I figured out a way and then I gave myself permission. I gave myself permission. Mm. No. First, I struggled a lot. And then I gave myself permission. And then I figured out a way. And that's how it goes, especially if you're on a spiritual path. You have to give yourself permission after struggling with whether or not you deserve it or whether or not you can before the answer often emerges. Sometimes it emerges sooner, but my guess is for you currently, it's not going to emerge until you give yourself permission. So give yourself permission to say, I'm going to show up on social in a different way. And I'm going to show up in the podcast in a way that I want. But Mm -hmm. there's more space for you to show up in your podcast in the way you want if you give yourself permission to show up on social in a different way. Uh-huh. So many different ways. So many different ways. You just have to give yourself permission to not want to do it your historical way mm. before you're going to find the self-appropriate new way if you continue to be online in that way, which I feel like if you're self-employed, you have to. Yeah. So that's why I'm not like, just get off social because that's idea, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, but, but, you know, you can find your way it's just don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare yourself to like six months ago, you just mm-hmm. give yourself permission to be where you're at. And yeah. And that's, that is actually all I need to say about that. Like that, that will come together for you. I'm not worried about your career. Again, the level of anxiety, spiritual and psychological anxiety you're experiencing is so overwhelming for you that you're like, therefore it must be my career is falling or I'm dying or like there will be an earthquake. Like <laughs> yeah, something that's a practical, out of my tangible thing. Yeah, yeah. There's the lo- yeah, it's the logical That's stuff. a decoy. Exactly. <laughs> it's a decoy. That's the perfect yeah. word for it. It's a decoy. And the truth of the matter is your logical oh. brain is saying, I want to know what's wrong. So I'm going to decide it's the worst possible scenario. Like, right? There are so many problems in the world. You have so many problems. My God, it's, I don't know, like, it's like life is hard, right? I'm not going to tell you that everything is easy. I don't believe in that. Like, I don't believe that everything's going to be fine. Life is tragedy. My poor therapist, my poor therapist. But at the same time, okay, it's another thing. Look into the nature of suffering. Spiritual explorations from different religious and spiritual vantage points on the nature of suffering mm. um, and how, you know, some there's like, I think it's Tantra talks about how suffering can be transformed into pleasure because suffering is simply like the attachment that we have to suffering is, is what makes suffering bad. Otherwise mm-hmm. suffering is just a pain. feeling and it's just pain. an energy. Yeah. Right. Pain yeah. and yeah, suffering. Yeah. yeah. Personally, me, I think I love that as a concept. I don't know how pragmatic it is. And I don't want to give you toxic positivity because you're a fucking Libra. So I would, but I, but I would say like, look at lots of different kinds of takes on it because if you have a multitude of ideas, it'll inspire your own thinking. If you have two ideas, it overwhelms you. Mm -hmm. You're weird like that. Mm -hmm. Get into the ways Mm -hmm. you're weird. The ways you're weird are good. They're your assets. You know what I mean? And I appreciate name? weird, by the way, because I feel fucking weird all the time. Yeah, like, my weird. brain feels weird, and yeah. I'm like, I just like it being like just having it named. I appreciate that just to name. anytime because I, I mean, feel weird in my brain all the time. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're weird, but also <laughs> consider the source realistically. <laughs> um, okay, and is this studio that you're in yours? Yeah. Um, 
and the bedroom is shared. I don't know where you're going to put an altar. Um, I would have thought you'd put it in a bedroom, but you're the Scorpio moon. You're so private and weird. So you might want to put it in your studio, like your workspace, okay. yeah. because it's yours, you know? It might be better. Mm -hmm. um, I want to just really encourage you to lean into your Scorpio moon, being intense, okay. having deep, dramatic, tumultuous emotions, and being private. Like, what the fuck? You have Scorpio moon. It's your birthright, you know? Mm -hmm. I had my... this thing that I was thinking earlier, and it just keeps coming in my head, but I just had this thought of, like, the people who love you and know you, because lots of people love Jess. What's but I just love? had this thought of like the people who know you and love you, like love when you take up space in the way that you need to. And to remember that yeah. we love when you take up space just in the way that you need to, because we know that you deserve it. And we love when you do that. Aww. So don't be afraid to do that because we love seeing you do that. And it makes me so proud of you <laughs> when I see you taking up space that you totally deserve. And that's all on that. That's very Thank sweet. You. It's very sweet. You will lot. have this whole entire recording to listen <laughs> to again. Yeah. Um, if I can be more more pushy, I don't know if you do. You do transcriptions of your podcast? Um, no, but I can get it. <laughs> I was trying to find it. I said that to Gray on the last episode. I was like, I "Gotta download the transcription to, to print out for Gray's bedside table." So you remember all these things. Did I say that to him? Did I yes, you did. Yes, you did. And I was like googling it, like finding transcription of podcast. Did you mm. find that Rev.com? No, no, I gave up and got bored and <laughs> just started looking Rev. at American Girl It'll dolls. Come to you in like an hour. It's so cool. easy. You just oh, that's upload amazing. the document. Um, mm. So I would recommend you getting a transcription of the raw audio before it's edited because it might be easier to, to return to the writing and like highlight it and have it like in a dear diary than to okay. listen to it. It might be easier for you to listen to it, but I kind of feel like you're in paper and pen times a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I have a little bit of an audio sensory overload issue sometimes too, I think. Yeah, I think that's correct. And, yeah. um, and whereas like if you had this in writing, you could like, you know, be like, highlight this and write about it in your journal, bring it to your shrink or whatever. It'd be easier for your brain to be more private. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a good thing to do. And honestly, I mean, I'm guessing you're both going to edit this because very private things came out. So, you know, it wouldn't be bad advice for you. But also, this is not an ad, but Rev.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like I have a I have somebody transcribes my podcast, but like and I love her. But for things like this, where it's just like needed some fast and dirty. Yeah. Rev.com. Rev. Okay. Yeah. The issues that I've talked to both of you about today are the issues that I talk to people who are in their 70s about. I talk to people, you know what I mean? Like they don't, sure. none of the issues that we've talked about today go yeah. away. Yeah. They just evolve as we evolve. And so it's important to be really patient and to be really empathetic with yourself in your process. Um, because if you're not, then you're missing this really beautiful opportunity to have so much life in front of you. And so many privileges around you mm. as you go through, whether it's like really difficult stuff like that you're going through right now, Jess, Rebecca, you're like, really, like, we just did some like intense. Uh, uh -huh. And I'm sorry. I know you're like, no, <laughs> go home, Jessica. Um, oh, never. It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, okay. So what was I going to say? Just, just that, that like, it's not these unique. are just really it's deep not, topics. Yeah. These yeah. are just really deep topics. And 
nobody's childhood ever stops being your childhood, even honestly, when you're dead. Dead people talk to me about what their parents did. Mm. It doesn't go away. Your origin story is your origin story is your origin story. And so coming to acceptance of that origin story, not consent, but acceptance of the origin story empowers us to cope with where we're at in relationship to it. And Mm. that's healing. You know, there's no fixing. There's just healing. And so... Okay, good. Yeah. Look at you got a couple of big, fancy, dramatic readings. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jessica. Please, I thank mean, you so much. I like how you just both clapped. I feel like if I forgot you were in LA, the fact that you clapped at the end of a reading, which has never happened before. We, we um, clap for, we do that so often. It's kind of embarrassing. We're like, yay, thank you. <laughs> but you also have kids. To be yeah, fair, you also that's have true. Yay. That's true. Yeah. I did that no. with kids all the time. Yeah, it's true. No, I mean, of all of, all of the readings that you've done with it's just the final reading with just the I know oof, the, the, the truth we went, we went um, all the way we went all the way in I feel like um I feel yeah I feel excited for both of you for whatever comes next thank yeah. you <laughs> you're the best Jessica we, we love you so oh, much I love you both so hey, much. where can broads find yes. you oh um I'm on the net have you heard of it yes uh, the world wide web I'm on the net at uh, okay so lots of things uh uh lovelingyado.com or ghostofapodcast.com that's easier and if you want to hear me give readings more ghostofapodcast.com so good i'm not offering readings outside of my podcast so you have to listen to my podcast and write in to have a question and then you can get your reading there um i have a patreon where i get hello woo and i give people like lots of spiritual tools as well as astrology stuff um i have a book you can read it's called astrology for real relationships um and oh i'm on instagram Mm -hmm. as a planet (laughs) and i feel like there's maybe other things but that's enough that feels like a lot fantastic the internet perfect and it's all in the episode notes broads just jessica you have just been a gift to us if one of the things that will stand out in my memory for forever from starting this podcast is getting to meet you and all of our Aww. interactions together. And we're so grateful for you. And we have it captured forever on our yes. podcast. What a gift. It's such a, such gift. a gift. It's been such a joy getting to meet with you over the years now. Yeah. To be a part of this. And it's such a joy to be a part of, you know, one of the last episodes of the show. So yeah. thank you so I'm much. I'm really, really happy we got to do this. Me too. I so appreciate yeah. that. Chat you soon, broads. Chat yeah. soon. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.